0: This is an RNZ podcast. Today FM, beginning transmission in five, four, three, two,
1: one. That was how MediaWorks' brand new talk radio station Today FM launched at 5am last Monday with the voice of Paul Henry. Though, seeing as the launch of Today FM was part of a company-wide refresh for MediaWorks, it was rather odd that they chose a controversial figure from the past to be part of its new identity for the future. These days, Paul Henry is a resident of Palm Springs in California, so it sounded like he'd phoned in that launch day countdown from Cape Canaveral, and he went on to set the scene for the new radio network like this.
0: It's been a brutal couple of years. A worldwide pandemic. New Zealand will go into lockdown. Global uncertainty. Bye.
1: Bashing Hillary Clinton, the media... The country down. literally divided. Well, today this country is indeed quite literally divided by Cook Strait and Fovo Strait. though that's not what Paul Henry was hinting at darkly there. A clash of beliefs. I'm not vaccinated. That's not going to make any difference.
0: Farno split on what's right and what's not. The only reason
2: they live is because of vaccinations.
0: Politics and science merging into a confusing muddle. How is this all going to end?
1: But Paul Henry said, with the aid of a suddenly much more soothing soundtrack, Today FM was here to help. We don't
0: have to work it out alone.
1: News that moves us forward. A bold claim there, so what did listeners get when Today FM went live last Monday? Well first up at 5am was First Light, a crack of dawn news and business show hosted by Rachel Smalley, whose last gig was a similar slot at the rival station News Talk ZB four years ago, and last Monday she forgot for a moment she had a new employer.
3: News Talk ZB, 24 minutes to 6. Uh, feel free to get in touch with me, Rachel, at todayfm.com.
1: But Rachel Smalley's debut show didn't offer an awful lot in the way of news moving things forward. In fact, she began by bouncing off something that had already been aired on News Talk ZB the day before, though this time she wouldn't say the network's name.
3: Now, you may have seen over the weekend, Jacinda Ardern gave an interview on a lifestyle show, actually, but she said, I do wish that we could have come through these latter stages bringing more people with us, and of course she was talking about our COVID response. So is she acknowledging that perhaps some people have been left behind?
1: And that turned out to be a bit of a theme throughout day one of Today FM, as we'll hear. After First Light was the self-titled breakfast show of Tova O'Brien, someone not about to forget that she'd switched employers to be there. Her former employer at News Hub enforced a restraint of trade clause which delayed the launch of the entire Today FM network until this week. Tova O'Brien also had her own mission statement for her listeners.
3: We're not here to judge or take sides. We want to debate, and we're not afraid to admit when we've got it wrong, when we've changed our minds, or when we just can't quite decide. We will be curious and courageous.
1: And they were also out to create a headline or two if possible, and who better for that as first guest on day one, than the politician whose need for exposure over decades has created a weird codependency that evidently still has suction in parts of the media and especially when it comes to controversy over vaccine mandates.
3: Joining us now is a staunch opponent of them, New Zealand First Leader Winston Peters. Morena, Mr Peters, thank you for joining us.
0: Good morning, but look, I was not a staunch opponent of vaccine mandates. I'm a staunch opponent of them being kept on far too long.
1: And that awkward start to the interview was bookended with an even more awkward end.
3: You've told my producer that you don't want to talk about Tauranga and whether you'll stand in the by-election. Is that because you haven't decided yet whether you want to stand?
0: Um,
3: look, you have a lovely day. No, but Mister <laughs> Peter, Mister Peters, are you going to stand in the Tauranga by election? Hey, I'm taking going. that. Sil- I'm taking that silence as Winston Peters hanging up on me.
1: That gave Today FM a mini controversy in its first morning on the air. Though she didn't bring up the screenshot Winston Peters shared on social media soon after his on-air hang-up, which showed that the show's producer had agreed not to ask about the Tauranga by election. Tova O'Brien did eventually address that for her listeners on the air the following day.
3: I'm not a fan of politicians dictating what they will and will not talk about.
1: Now there it was clear that the team at the Tova show did agree to conditions that Tova O'Brien herself said she couldn't and didn't abide by, and that was not made clear to Winston Peters or the show's producer on that day. Now in acknowledging that, Tova O'Brien also made this point about the expectations of political accountability.
3: If you want to run the country, to be paid by us to do so, to work in our interests, you have to expect to be held accountable. And asked about all sorts. While
1: she was at it, Tova O'Brien went on to complain about the Prime Minister's office also seeking to limit the range of topics up for interview.
3: It speaks to a politician's determination to keep a stranglehold on the narrative. Governments... Ministers, MPs, politicians inside and outside Parliament should be able to talk about all sorts, to defend their decisions and policies, to parry various debates, and if they don't want to talk about something, they should just say so. Be upfront, say it to everyone's faces, rather than than trying to strong arm the
1: narrative. And few would argue that politicians ought to be up for questions on matters of public interest, but the narrative that Toba O'Brien referred to there really is in the media's hands in these cases, especially with a Prime Minister who, unlike other ministers or spokespeople with defined areas of responsibility, can be asked questions about absolutely anything in a live interview. Now, also in her debut show's first half hour, Tova O'Brien had a fascinating but brief interview with the former press secretary for the embattled Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, and Lulia Mendel gave Tova O'Brien a comprehensive rundown after that on the invasion of Ukraine. In fact, it was a bit more comprehensive than Tova O'Brien was expecting, with the news coming up,
3: and just we quickly, that, um, just some quickly earlier, work um, well. Sorry to interrupt, but just quickly, you've worked closely with President Zelensky. He's seeking direct negotiations with Vladimir Putin, who's so far refusing. What, what would President Zelensky be taking to the table to try to end this?
2: President Zelensky tried uh, uh, to make Vladimir Putin to talk directly, and we understand that the position.
0: The sound of New Zealand, white baiting at the Morco River, Taranaki.
1: Now, peace in Ukraine in a hurry seems about as likely as seeing Palm Springs resident Paul Henry whitebaiting in Taranaki anytime soon. And this was one of the problems with Today FM at launch. The talk, when it was good, was punctuated by unnecessary and distracting stings, idents, promos and trailers and news headlines that were read far too frequently. Though it's understandable they want to establish the identity of a brand new brand with the first listeners, and these are just wrinkles that are easily ironed out – And the Tova Show team clearly work hard to produce and gather original news and comment rather than simply chuck its big-name host in a series of phone calls on the air. One example of that was an interview with the lawyer of Marina Ovsianikova, the dissenting journalist at Russia's TV Channel One, who famously ambushed her own news show with a no-war and anti-propaganda message last week. And that interview was translated by a Russian-speaking producer, and few other local news shows you think would be able to manage that, if any. Mm -hmm. She is in a safe.
2: She managed to return home finally, to rejoin her family and her children.
1: Also after seven on Monday, Tova O'Brien grilled Andrew Little on the health system's worries, and National Party leader Chris Luxon turned up to say unprompted that vaccine mandates were passed their use by date. And after that, Tova O'Brien reminded Christopher Luxon that he used to be a lot tougher on people who didn't vaccinate.
3: Do you still want that sanctions on beneficiaries who don't vaccinate their kids? No, I think
1: what you're confusing
0: is the the day I was selected as a candidate, I was on was on about still measles. Your view. Yeah, no, I, I miss as I said at the time, like I completely misread our policy on that and I was brand new, made a mistake, apologise for
1: that. After that, former Prime Ministers Helen Clark and John Key joined in to respond to all of that. Just like it was 2008 all over again, Tova O'Brien joked. And rounding off a packed first hour, the station got a bonus from the guy who won the show's first daily quiz question cash prize. Oh, uh,
2: it was a good move, ditching Hoskins this morning, wasn't it? Oh!
1: And while that listener got lucky, Today FM got an unexpected bonus of its own on Monday, the heaviest downpour ever recorded in its main market of Auckland, which caused rain fade to knock out breakfast TV shows via satellite for a bit, and even a lightning strike on the Sky Tower that knocked out some FM radio signals. Though weirdly, the chaos caused by what Niwa called Auckland's wettest hour on record hardly featured in Today's own news bulletins that morning, though downpours in the East Cape on Tuesday and Wednesday were well covered. Now, other features of the Tova O'Brien show included a daily Tadeo vocab slot and a fact-checking feature on, wouldn't you know it on day one, vaccine mandates. Many of the world's developed countries still have some kind of vaccine mandate in place, but few are as strict as New Zealand's. It's the Today FM fact-checker. But the Tova show isn't all killer, no filler. In the last hour of the programme, they have a daily debate among themselves and... It goes on a bit.
3: Great debates, guys, but I'm going with Mark. I say yes, yes for Carlos. Carlos
0: And while
1: they seem to enjoy it, they may just have overestimated their listeners' appetite for chatting among themselves. It'll be interesting to see if they stick with that feature and the comedy bits they do at the end of the show, which on launch day was a producer singing Bowie's China Girl song, imitating Simon Bridges.
3: I hear that
0: one stone might do the boy election.
1: Please do not vote for her.
0: I don't know anything about that
1: now, after that, whatever that was, Tova O'Brien handed over to another former News Hub political editor, Duncan Garner, for the nine to noon slot. Duncan Garner told his listeners, "We all need a new approach to big issues. Let's start conversations
2: here that can end up being constructive, that, that do help others, and that find solutions as well. I don't think we've done that well. We need to do it better."
1: but the need for better conversations scarcely squared with his monologues in which he answered his own questions, just like the late news talk ZB stalwart Paul Holmes used to do for years, years ago.
2: Question. Are we at the stage of this pandemic now that we can say with confidence the worst is behind us and we can see the home straight?
1: Answer. No. No. But so much of what followed was the same sort of bluster and strident personal opinions that Duncan Garner's been serving up in recent years. On day one, for example, on Today FM, he insisted that the government was to blame for the protest at Parliament. That's what's
2: happened with that protest. People lost patience. They no longer believed them. That's what Jacinda Ardern was saying over the weekend when she said, oh, I regret we didn't take more New Zealanders with us. I bet you do.
1: And comments like this one were designed, surely, just to rack up the audience. Yeah, they've saved lives, but they were never ready. Uh, were they? They don't listen. And predictably, that brought out the anti-vax callers who plagued MediaWorks' previous station, Magic Talk. I say drop the mandates. What do you say?
2: Oh, I'm all all for it. Mandates, vaccine passes, open up the borders, get us back to normal and live our lives the way we want to live them, not the way the government wants us to live them. Yeah, it's unnecessary restriction now. Um, I can't see the reason why we'd be restricted in anything because we're we're all vaccinated, largely. So there's. Uh, I'm not
1: no, but 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 well, you're not at all. And Duncan Garner went on on Monday to reinforce his casual criticism of the government's COVID response with some illogical arguments. Sixty
2: billion dollars is sixty times Pharmex annual budget for cancer drugs. Can you imagine if we had a war on cancer of sixty billion dollars rather than a war on this virus, which almost doesn't warrant this massive spend, does it? Because you won't spend sixty billion dollars again on any other health matter. No way. Only a
1: pandemic. You, more people die of cancer. Well, Duncan Garner answered his own question there, really, with the word pandemic. You don't catch cancer from other people. And if COVID was not a highly contagious virus, well, it wouldn't be so costly to fight. And as he must know, most of the tens of billions spent went on the economic response to COVID's disruption, not the health response. But it seems on Monday, Duncan Garner was just warming up. While the Prime Minister was still announcing the changes to the COVID controls on Wednesday... Duncan Garner was telling his listeners this about the COVID response. I almost feel like it's a big hoax. It almost feels like we've been played. We've been played. And boy, if I'd known that, I would have protested. And soon after, Duncan Garner and one of his callers were saying COVID was just the flu and airing scepticism and actual misinformation about boosters. Hey, I haven't had my booster yet. Should I have my booster? Well, I haven't had mine
3: either. I've had two injections, but Mm. I haven't had my booster, and I've held back on that. Mm. Are we
2: naughty? Are we naughty for that?
3: I don't think so, because we are concerned about having it. So am I. You know, I know a lot of people that have had issues with their hearts through having those injections – and I heard that the next
2: injection, the booster, is actually stronger than the last two. Who knows? I mean, this is...
1: Well, the truth is that the booster dose is not stronger than the previous jabs, and it's highly unlikely that that caller really does know people with heart trouble caused by the jab. It also jarred ludicrously with the station's own messaging in the very next ad break on Duncan Garner's show. Today FM, with some information to
0: make you smarter.
1: On Today FM, Duncan Garner hands over at midday to his former sidekick on the AM show, Mark Richardson, alongside a survivor from the old magic talk network, Parniper.
0: But we still seem to make decisions based on Baker & Co.'s worst case
1: scenarios. And after Mark Richardson called COVID deaths collateral damage, they got a stream of calls from the unvaxxed with anecdotes to share as well, like this one who claimed an unvaxxed acquaintance was refused cancer treatment.
0: And so that, that's, that's a lot of uh, collateral damage in between uh, the legislation and, and, the, and the wrongs or the rights of it. Yep, I get you James, I hear. It. That is not a nice story at all.
1: But was it a true one? There's been no reliable evidence that cancer treatment has been curtailed by the pandemic other than short-term disruptions in the early parts of the Level 4 lockdowns in 2020. But having heard that and other yarns on Today FM, someone else got in touch to say this.
0: This is for you, Mark. You must know the reason the health department has done all the mask vaccines and mandates is purely so our hospitals can cope with so many cases. A friend who works in a hospital says every COVID case in ICU are unvaccinated. So it's purely so they can cope and to save lives. And we've done a good job. (laughs) And very quickly, currently have an 11-week pregnant wife at home who is on her 10th day of COVID and can't stay awake for more than five hours. I've never seen her so crook. Don't tell me this is a common cold. God, that bugs me. No, it's serious. It's serious, but it's not everyone like that. Serious. Thank you so much, guys, for your company on our first day. We'll only get better.
1: Well, let's hope so. As we heard there, Today FM's new Toba show offers sound news and production effort and a little less of the host's own opinions and it is a genuine alternative in the mornings. Today FM's non-primetime shows, hosted by the likes of Graham Hill, are engaging in also newer voices like Dave Latelli and Nixon Clark at Variety, and they've gone to the effort of creating some really good and varied podcasts as well, which aren't easy to make. But there's still a surfeit of off-the-cuff opinions that contradict the pre-launch claim of Today FM's boss that it would seek not to exploit anger and hot-button issues, and that do little to live up to this on Today FM's launch on Monday.
3: A station that believes in fairness, accountability and truth. And a station that wants to help understand all perspectives and not jump to conclusions. We won't get it right all the time, but we can't get it wrong if we do it together.